This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I am fabulous, Mark. Just fabulous. Me too. I'm very good. Very good. And we're we're here every week, 9 o'clock, on Talk Radio 1210. Keep you informed on real estate. I wish everybody in the city would listen to us. We'd have a lot better market. And if you want, we're here to talk about residential, commercial, mortgages, whatever you want to talk about. My number is 267 266 5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609 605 7153. You can listen to this past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHD's website. And if you want to be a sponsor, we're looking for two sponsors for the show. You want to be part of the show and reach a giant audience, give us a call. So, what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with asking Dr. A. And today our topic is how to hire the right person. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? What is mortgage insurance and why do I need it? Oh, very good. (laughs) Mark, we also have our questions. What qualifies as commercial real estate? And the next question is, what is a negative declaration in real estate? That's a good one. Number three is, does a homeowner's association have the right to remove a political poster from your yard? We get this one every year around election time. <laughs> you think? And then the next question is, how does how much does it cost for real estate school? To build one or go to one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have the answer either way. Um, we don't. also have our topic of the day, five myths about transitioning from renter to home ownership. And now we're up to 48% of Philadelphia renting, so pay attention. That's crazy. It's crazy. But first, Mark, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, always follow your heart, but take your brains with you. So you don't want to (laughs) make just decisions based on your heart. Use your head. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. 
So we're down to only 355,000 single homes for sale in the whole of the United States. This is crazy. With about 50,000 new listings and another 10,000 or so that went directly in the contract. These properties are listed for only a day or two, so they don't actually ever make it into the active market data. Current active inventory is less than half of what it was a year ago, which was already a record low. I remember last year, we were at a 14-year low, and now we're at historic low. As of today, there's 3,199 houses for sale. That's it in the city of Philadelphia. I told my dentist that yesterday while I was in the middle of ripping my tooth out. <laughs> and he went, what? and he actually stopped and went, what? <laughs> I was like, get the tooth out. Get the oh tooth out. Oh, my God. As prices, we are also on another way to a 10% pricing gain in 2021. That's what they're estimating, that house prices are going to go up 10% in this year. The median home price rose this week to 344900 and the median price of a newly listed cohort is up to three twenty four five. I remember like 11 years ago when we started this show, it was like two twenty or something. Now it's three, almost three fifty. It's unbelievable. It's insane. As home, I know. As homes come to the market, as new listings, the stat is most sensitive to organic levels of demand. So as spring buying season kicks in, which we are in, the, everybody thinks the spring buy season doesn't start till spring. No, it starts January <laughs> 1. January 1 is when the spring market starts. So... Wish look we had the spring number. weather to go along with it. Yeah, I know. So look for this, uh, uh, these prices to keep continuing to rising. And then... Something about, since our biggest sponsor on the show is Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, which have been very loyal to us for 11 years, credit unions have been stepping in during this China virus. Many Americans sought out loans in the past year, and they have gone to their credit union to help with their businesses. Uh, you know, their state, some of them are staying away from their regular banks to do loans for their businesses and all, and a lot more of them are going to credit unions because, you know, Credit unions are a little different than banks. Credit unions are nonprofit. It's all about their profits go back to their members. That's why I, I tell everybody to join a credit union because I used to be uh, chairman of the loan review committee for Philly Fed. And that's the difference between a bank and a credit union. A bank says no, it's over. A credit union says no, you can write a letter to the loan review committee of the credit union and they can take a second look at it and maybe there are some extenuous circumstances and then they can send it to the board and the board can vote on it. So everybody should join a credit union, really. Agreed. And if you, Philly Fed's a great credit union, so anybody listening, you can join almost for free and now you have, you're part of something that you actually own. So anyway. So with that, tell us about the rates. The rates are still phenomenal, Mark. You have your 30-year conventional rate hovering around 2.625%, again, based on credit. Um, that has a lot to do with it. Your 15-year rate around the same. Your 30-year FHA, 2.625%. Wow. Insane. I mean, it is. It's such a great time to buy. And that 48% of you Philadelphians listening that are renting, you should seriously consider buying with those kind of rates. And there's all kinds of grant programs and there's seller assist like we talked well, about last just week. just be careful. You be, don't need it. 
just be careful because it's really hard to get a seller assist right now. And the grants are, you know, the Philly First Grant isn't coming back until 2023. A lot of the um, county grants are still available, um, but those local grants are getting, they're, they're drying up. The assist is always available. I did assist in, a, in 2002, three, four. That was a tight seller's market. There's always ways to, always ways to split the baby. <laughs> so, you know? Anyway. All right, so there's some great rates. That was the market report. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT All Positive all the time. So we got Deanne. So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So, these elderly couples, right? They live in the same little cul-de-sac. They go out for dinner, and after eating, they're actually, no, actually go to one of their houses. So, after de- after they get done eating, the two wives get up from the t- table and go in the kitchen. And the two gentlemen are sitting there talking, and the one says to the other one, he goes, you know, last night we went out to this new restaurant that just opened and it was great. He goes, I really recommend it very highly. And the other gentleman says, well, what was the name of the restaurant? The man thought for a second. He finally goes, what's the name of that flower you give to someone you love? You know, the one that's red and has thorns. He goes, you mean a rose? He goes, yeah, that's it. He turns towards the kitchen. He hollers, yo, Rose, what was the name of that restaurant we went to last night? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's why you need Prevagen. Get some Prevagen. <laughs> Well, that's perfect because speaking of Rose, today is Valentine's Day. That's true. So it's the perfect time for a Rose joke. So what did you what'd you buy for your hubby? Nothing. We, um, <laughs> we're we going to just do dinner with another couple um, at our place tonight. And what's the other couple's name? Anybody named Rose? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. If you have a funny story, you can send it to 8029 at Comcast.net. Or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Kat Saris, the Mortgage Mom from Green Tree Mortgage. And our topic is mortgage insurance and why do I need it? Yeah, it's it's a very complicated, to an extent, um, product, Mark. But well, you got I, five minutes. <laughs> I'll make it quick. Um, but I want to go over how it works as well. So... Mortgage insurance basically protects the lender in the event that you would default on the loan. And in return, the lender agrees to provide a higher mortgage amount to cover the additional down payment needed. So instead of putting 20% down, you're going to have mortgage insurance. And the mortgage insurance can be included in your new monthly payment. Um, It can be paid up front by the lender in return for a higher interest rate, um, or it can be paid monthly. And the rate that's used to calculate the mortgage insurance is based upon your debt to income ratio. So that's taking, again, your um, all of your liabilities and your gross income and dividing them into each other. And that's how we come up with your debt to income ratio. It also takes into account your credit as well as how much down payment 
you will need to meet the 80% loan to value requirement or 20% down. So if you're putting 10% down versus 5% down, that mortgage insurance is going to be a little bit less what we yes. call private mortgage insurance. So there's a couple different types. Um, the most common types are private mortgage insurance, and this is the insurance can be paid upfront or it can be financed into your loan, into your payment. And once you've reached a 78% loan to value, um, you can either refinance or you, you reach the midpoint of your mortgage, the insurance will go away. If you have a multifamily home or an investment property, these rules will certainly differ. And you're gonna to need to talk to the loan officer directly, which would be me, in reference to how that would work exactly. There's also what we call LPMI, and that's your lender paid mortgage insurance. And this option is available when the lender pays your mortgage insurance, and in return, you agree to pay a higher interest rate where those premiums are automatically built in. Right. Make sense? Is that the one that you can, what's, is that the same as the one that you could put some money up front and eliminate the mortgage Correct. insurance? Correct, yep. Right. So either you can pay it up front as what we call a single premium, and you pay it right. one time and you never have to pay it again, or we can, the lender can pay it and it's built into the rate. So you pay a higher rate to get rid of the mortgage insurance because there's a premium, or you can come to the table cash in hand to pay for that single premium. And you don't have to yeah, worry I, about I did the it equity with a, gain. A friend of ours, and he, I think he put up like seven grand. Yeah. Now, if, if he didn't put up the seven grand and the mortgage pay for it, how much of a bump on the interest rate? It can be anywhere from a half a percent, sometimes even a full percent. But again, it's based on what the credit score is and how much they're putting down. So it's not going to be a set amount. Set amount. It's going to differ from loan to loan. The next Just one like is your mortgage else. insurance. And if you're applying for an FHA mortgage, you pay part of the mortgage insurance upfront and the remainder is financed into your mortgage payment. So if you're not able to pay any part upfront, that too can be financed into your mortgage payment. So with an FHA loan, you're paying 1.75% that gets financed into the loan. And then you have 0.850%, which goes to the monthly premium. So not only are you paying upfront, but you're also paying monthly. And with FHA um, loan, Mark, that mortgage insurance stays on there for the life of the loan. The only way that comes off is if you decide to refinance. Also, right. by putting 10% down, that FHA mortgage insurance can go away in 11 years. 11 years? 11 years. So the bottom line is, addition, in addition to the mortgage insurance, there's several different ways that you could purchase a home without a 20% down payment. So again, you can put as little as 3% down, have monthly mortgage insurance, but also have the ability to pay that mortgage insurance up front. Which is a great idea. If you have good credit, that's something that I definitely go over um, with the buyers. For instance, let's just say you're going to purchase a $20,000 home. 20% of that is going to be $40,000. That's a low number. Why'd you pick twenty grand? <laughs> no, 200000 
Yeah, yeah, too. Right. That makes more sense. Twenty grand. I haven't seen a twenty grand home since like. Uh, yeah, that wasn't. I didn't mean to say 90s. twenty. All right, I meant to say two hundred thousand. <laughs> so two hundred thousand. Just jumped up and down and say, "Man, where's those twenty thousand dollars houses at?" Two hundred thousand. Twenty percent is forty thousand dollars out of pocket as your down payment. Right. Right. With that same two hundred thousand dollars, you could put ten percent, which is twenty thousand dollars. And that right. upfront mortgage insurance with a really good credit score is going to run about $7,000. So you saved yourself $13,000 by putting 10% down and paying that mortgage insurance upfront. Over the term. Over the term, right? And you get to keep that cash in hand. So if you need to get more furniture, you know, you, now you want to go out and buy that new car because I wouldn't let you do it for the past three months while. Right. You were pre-approved, but you have that added money in your pocket. I know. Uh, to me personally, I think the less money down, the better. It's just my personal opinion because OPM, other people's money, because most people don't stay 30 years anyway. So, right. You know. Right. But but there are people that have cash and like, you know, they, they'd rather not have the higher monthly payment, but you know. Right. So if you're interested in, in exploring the different options for mortgage insurance, feel free to reach out to me and give me a call at 609-605-7153. Yeah, and, there's all, and they should call you anyway. And like 48% <laughs> of Philadelphia, that's, that's like 200 and that's probably like 280,000 units yeah, Mark, that are renting. There's no inventory. I know. That's a we problem. got it. I mean, I'm ready to start knocking on doors, and I'm not even doing a listing the job agent. for the realtors. <laughs> doing the job for the realtors. <laughs> Drag some realtors around the neighborhoods and make them right. knock on doors. Right. I'll take them it's, to different neighborhoods. Really, it's ridiculous. I blame it all on the real estate agents. Awesome. They don't like me, but that's life in the big city, as my <laughs> mom would say. <laughs> all right. So with that, that was a good topic. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the time. So we up to Deanne. Mark, we're up to our question and answer segment. All right, very good. So what's the first question you got for us? The first question is, since it's Valentine's Day, is my fiance going to buy a house for me? Oh, wait, (laughs) sorry. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, first question. What qualifies as commercial real estate? Well, when they teach you in real estate school, anything above a four-unit property is considered uh, commercial. But, uh, you know, single-family residences, individual residential condominium units, duplexes, you know, it, it could be if there's a retail on the first floor. Uh, it all depends on the zoning on and the, the zoning, townships right. and all. Yep. But usually a rule of thumb is if, if it's a, a multi-unit is four units and above uh, is usually considered uh, commercial, but not necessarily. Well, no, one to four quads. units, right, is considered residential as right. long as those units are not commercial. So we need at least 51% to be zoned residential. Right, right. So if you, but rule of thumb, you get over four units, you're probably going to 
Oh, definitely. He's commercial. Yeah. Definitely. All right, what's the next one? The next question is, what is ne- what is a negative declaration in real estate? Yeah, this is a little complicated. Negative declarations are determinations by the city, county, uh, under some Environmental Quality Act that the development project will not have a significant adverse effect on the environment. It allows the project to proceed without an environmental impact report. So you don't have to do all these studies from what i know they would not have the right to do so as long as it does not freely show any kind of discrimination sex and race or anything like that along those lines but it's mostly has to do with environmentals and uh it allows the project to go on without doing a big impact report that could be very expensive and time consuming but I rarely ever see this come up. Not too much. Okay. Like usually in, in commercial, when you get environmental issues, you have what's called a phase one, which they just look at the past history of any reports. A phase two, where they actually do investigation by possibly drilling and doing things like that. And then a phase through three is when they actually have to do remediation and either clean up the mess or replace tanks or whatever like that all that stuff's very expensive yeah phase one could cost you 10 grand so uh because those guys are expensive what's the next one the next question is does a homeowners association have the right to remove a a political sign from your yard yeah we get this one every year around election time because some homeowners somebody you know some politician went around or you got a committee person that's living in the homeowners association and they put a sign on the lawn or whatever or attach it to a railing or whatever and they never bother to read their documents their rules either the condo association rules or the homeowners association rules and it probably says in there no political signs and so if you put one up they can remove it it's like that commercial that's been running on TV where the girl from the HOA is coming around and chops the guy's mailbox down <laughs> and cuts the, you know, you're not allowed to have hanging plants or something. Some of them are ridiculous. I mean, I always tell the story about, remember the one I had up in the, in Summerton where they said no, uh, uh, no hardwood floors on the third floor because there was one woman used to wear high heels when she came home from work. Oh my god! And and then they and then not everybody goes to these meetings. So if you don't show up and they take a vote, the worst one ever I had was there was a guy that worked second shift, so he came home at night and he took showers, and apparently people could hear the water running through the pipes, and so they made a rule: no showers after eleven p.m. That's insane. <laughs> And uh, I remember we had a friend that uh, no commercial vehicles in the parking lot. And so he ran and eventually got on the board and changed that rule. But they're like little civic associations. So you want to attend your condos meetings and your homeowners association meetings to make sure nothing like that happens. But most of the time, the rules are in there already, especially for like signs. And we always hear about around 4th of July, somebody put an American flag up and, and the Condo Association or the Homeowners Association wants the flag down. And everybody thinks it's about the flag, but it's actually about the flagpole. About but, the flagpole? Yeah, you're not allowed to have a flagpole 
like in this neighborhood and you know and and it's in the rules so you got to read those documents i always tell my clients if they ever buy a condo or something with a hoa read that stuff before you go buy in this house because once you buy it you got to buy them rules right what's the next one all right the next question is how much does it cost for real estate school well to get a license if that's what these people are interested in, they're, they they vary. Like I own a real estate school, Philadelphia real estate classes. Ours is like four ninety nine for this. It's a seventy five hour course in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, and they vary from school to school. And then colleges offer this stuff too. And some of them are like one. My biggest competitor is one college, and they're like double what I pay. The work, the craziest one that I run into is there a, there's a community college where I tried 500 hours for the whole 75-hour course, including the book and everything else. There's a community college, a community college, that charges $1,400, more than some of the local universities, which I cannot figure out because most of the community colleges are like state-funded or city-funded. How can they possibly be that high? Like they were thousand dollars higher than me. It's crazy. That's but you got to shop around, and then you got to be careful when you shop for real estate schools. You got to be careful that it's like if you see one that's real cheap for a couple hundred bucks, that's probably an online course with without a live instructor, and that's seventy five hours of reading PowerPoint presentations. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I could sit through 75 hours right. of reading PowerPoint presentations and have that stuff sink in. Like, that's why all my instructors are practicing realtors. I don't have anybody that's just going to read you the book. So you got to be careful what school you go to. I th- there's, a, there's a lot of differences in them. And What's the next one? You also have to look at all the reviews. Right. You got to read the reviews. And maybe get some references is a good idea as well. Yeah. All right. The next question is, do you still owe real estate taxes after foreclosure? You know, when a property sold, if it's sold at auction and the debt stays with the property, you know, sometimes that's why you got to be careful with sheriff sales. You know, you could win a bid and end up with the obligation. Right. Uh, you know, not necessarily, you know, just because it went to a sheriff's sale, it might not all, according to the township, it might not, everything might not be cleared. So unless you do a little research, you could end up owning, owing some back taxes. Yeah, you need uh, to definitely do a short search on the property and make sh- see what kind of liens and judgments are against it because you're gonna you're not gonna have clear title until that those are taken care of. Right, and and you don't want to be stuck with somebody else's bill. What's the last one? All right, the last one is how do you name a beneficiary of real estate in a living trust? Well, first you hire an attorney, uh, like I have one of these for my granddaughter. And you want to make sure that this is worded right and done correctly. And there's a lot of uh, tax benefits and stuff to do this. That's why we tell people to join Legal Shield, right? Because eighty some percent of the population doesn't have a will, so they think you know they always think about it, but they just don't do it. And then you die. And if you die, somebody's got to probate all that stuff, and it gets complicated. Plus, they're mourning, so it gets it's even a tough time to think about all this stuff. So if you do it in advance and you set up a trust, trust can really save you a lot of tax 
dollars because you're not transferring it and probating it. Right. So it also wanna, saves the family. I mean, you know, it it gets time. crazy. People get really nasty when it comes to money and money and family. Yeah. It's you know, it's not good. If there's if there's siblings that don't get along, and then all of a sudden there's money, it can get real ugly. So all, all that could be solved by a will or a trust. Right. There are some good questions. They were really good questions, Mark. And coming up next is our topic of the day, five myths about transitioning from renter to home ownership. All right, very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We will be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the time. So we're at the end. Mark, we are up to the topic of the day, which is five myths about transitioning from renter to homeowner. And this keeps coming up. And actually, we talked about a little in the market report. Now that 48% of Philadelphia is renting, if the public doesn't know, like New York's 92%. That just goes through my head like a nail. Yeah, it's because unbelievable. it's so expensive in New York. But, but 48% in Philly is ridiculous. But... You know, there's a bunch of myths. Below, you know, they people weigh in on this. Number one, buying a home means heavy debt. Some of you argue that continuing to rent can spare you from taking on some heavy debt. But owning a house has many advantages. And it's the first stop to really, first start to really building wealth. Buying a home and using a typical loan will spread out your debt over 20, 30 years. And otherwise, you're paying somebody else's mortgage anyway. But if you can make one extra payment a year or buy monthly payments, you can shed up to seven years on that long-term loan. Plus, you, you, you pay your mortgage, you gain equity in the home, so you're creating wealth. And that's an asset one day you might need uh, to maybe pay off that debt or maybe buy another property. Most investors start by owning their own home. Because that gives them equity and they're in the game. And with the rates the way they are now, it's a great time. Probably the best time ever to buy. Ever. Ever to buy. <clears throat> and then the next myth, the one that we hate, that you need at least 20% down to buy a home. <laughs> this is like the biggest one. Could you not now, have just deleted this one? Oh, you got. I got to bring it up because it's so prevalent. Like I just had a couple classes started and we always ask the students... And they all spit this out. You need 20% down. You do not have to put 20% down. There's lots of programs. Deanna has 3% down, 3.5% down. Putting 20% down, even if you got money, you're the $800,000, $900,000 buyer. There's no reason to tie up 20%. There's a lot of things you can do with that money rather than have it tied up. If you can handle that mortgage, why tie up that cash? And then on the veteran loans, zero down. I mean, you can have the seller pay all of your uh, closing costs. Right. And, and you literally, the, literally come into the table with a pen. Yeah. 
And one of the main reasons uh, buyers assume they must put 20% down is that without a 20% down payment, buyers typically face private mortgage insurance, which you just talked about. Right. So the good news is once the 20% equity is reached in the home, you can eliminate that PMI anyway. So why tie up your cash? I, I believe OPM, other people's money. So, And this is one of the biggest reasons renters don't rent buy because they think they need 20 percent down right myth number three your credit score needs to be perfect and this one we run into a lot they think you need like around i asked students in general when i teach i say what credit score do you need to buy and they say like 700 780 800 and then, you know and prior to the uh chinese virus that hit us uh you needed a 580 credit score FHA and they were like really they couldn't believe that but now you need like a 620 640 but I think we're going to end up back seeing the 580s sooner or later but you don't need a 700 credit score to buy a house so you could probably buy a house with a 620 and Dan's got tons of programs but that's another myth so you know you you don't need 20% down you don't need a 700 credit score and the average rent for a one-bedroom citywide in Philly is $1,500. That's like a $250,000 house in Philly. So why buy? And here's the number four. Now is a bad time to buy. Now, this is all because they don't, they're not paying attention. They're not listening to our show. They're not doing any research. The news doesn't really talk about media. So they don't even know what kind of market we're in. You know... Now, if we were, we were in a tight seller's market, the tightest of all time, but we've been in a seller's market for three or four years now. But, you know, when there's a buyer's market, that means there's tons of listings all over the place and there's over six months of inventory. We're at 1.9 months, months of inventory. So, but, but there's never a wrong time to buy. There's always buys. So when's the, good, when's the best time to buy? Now. Now, exactly. There's never a bad time to buy because you're making a great investment that's going to help you down the road. And nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's going to the market's going to be a year from now. So you can always find a buy and get a good buy-in. And the last one, five, you will be, you'll be stuck. And this is a, a weird one. I've run into this one a few times in my career where people said, well, you know, I was thinking about renting in that neighborhood for a while to see what it's like. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> you buy a house, you do some research, you check the neighborhood out. If you're leery of the neighborhood, I always tell people to ride around the neighborhood on Friday night and then you'll get a good sense of what's happening. But, but like... There's always a way out. You can always sell. You can always move. In fact, most homeowners, the average life of a mortgage is, what, six years? and Five to six years, yep. Yeah, people don't stay 30 years in a house. Just because they got that 30-year mortgage, that's rare that people stay in the same house for 30 years. So there's always opportunities that you can move. So it's not like you're trapping yourself for life. You're so much better off buying. And these are, are these are the common myths that people think. And another one that people throw out, well, I don't want to have to do maintenance. You know, I don't want to have to fix a roof or do this or do that. 
Yeah, well, that's part of internet home, and, and but you're but in the meantime, you're paying two thousand a month, paying off somebody else's mortgage, right? Which is just going out the window. I mean, you can hire right. a handyman, right? There's tons of stuff you can do, and especially once you start getting some equity in your home. But it's like, why pay somebody else's mortgage? I just don't get it. <laughs> I mean, you know, especially now. I mean, yeah, the rates are in so my low. Neighborhood, you can be talking <laughs> two, three grand a month. Yep. People will pay like 3000 a month rent. Like, that's crazy. It is crazy. So, it is crazy, yeah. especially with the tax refund everybody's going to get, right? Yeah, you get no tax benefits from renting. But now we have down payment money. Yeah. That's right. All right, Mark. So we are up to our segment with Asking Dr. A. And today our topic is, is the company you're using for assessments a full service company? Very good. Dr. A, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're, We're good. Doing well. So this, is, this is our last part of this, using the assessments to hire the right person. So this topic, you started out because this, this is important because, you know... We use it's really important. We use your assessment a lot, and we don't just give it to them. We we explain it to them too. So exactly, and and it's if you if you have assessments, I mean it's it's easy to buy assessments. There are thousands, probably tens of thousands of people out there selling probably close to a thousand different types of psychological assessments. It, it, the market is just is very rich, quote unquote, um, with with opportunities. The issue becomes. Are you buying assessments or are you buying a professional organization that's really going to help you understand how to maximize the assessments themselves? Because what happens in most cases is the organization isn't really there for you, right? So is this organization also giving you opportunities for training? Is it training that you can pick up quickly or is it training that's costing thousands of dollars? There's a lot of organizations out there that when they certify you, I mean, they sell you assessments for not much money, and then they charge you 3000 or $3,500 a person to get certified, right? right? Well, that gets really expensive, even if it's virtual, right? And you don't have to go there and, and spend spend travel money, right? Or is it the type of company that, that also will answer questions, right? If you have questions about how to use it, or if you're using it for hiring, or if you're using it to help relationships within your organizations, uh, or is there a fee every time that you call them? Right. It's, you know, I, I know in Salesforce, they have a service that for right. X amount of additional dollars, okay, you can call them at any time and then you're put on hold for who knows how long. Um, you know, or is your assessment company the type of company that you, you've got a question, you call up, you talk to a professional, they answer it, you're done. Five or 10 minute conversation, bam, no charge. Right. Or, you know, is it like a law firm where if you ask a question and it takes two minutes, you get charged for 15. So right. you need to look at what it's all about relationship with residential real estate. It's about relationship with that with assessments. It's all about a relationship because you, they should be there to help you solve a problem, not just to sell you assessments. Right. Because and, and I realize and I see the other ones out there and the, the Abelson group is the best one I've ever seen. And you do a great job, and you're available. But I've seen other ones where people did they get the assessment, they look at it, and then there's no like validation. They don't. Nobody goes over it with them, or they don't. They read it. They might agree with some of it, don't agree. 
but they don't do anything else that it ends right there and, and that's not what you want to do with an assessment like in fact Deanne just uh, sent your assessment to somebody which I'm going to meet with and validate their assessment with them and you know, compare them it. to me which I'm not looking forward to <laughs> but she's doing the right thing she's you know she's using an assessment so she doesn't make a mistake you know that's the key right right and by right. your company you can reach out to your company and somebody will talk to you so you want to every wanna, day i have people calling me up and and asking me uh you know about an assessment so they'll send me the assessment or they'll call the office and the office will 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 email me the assessment so i can see the exact assessment right. You know, and then they ask me a question. I look at a couple pages in the report because I've been doing it for so long. And, and then two minutes later, we're done. Right. And then they feel more comfortable. And that short phone call made them feel comfortable. If I'm hiring this person, I'm not hiring this person. That's the importance of this. The whole thing is you don't want to make mistakes. And that's why all companies that hire anybody should use this. It, it, it just save it can save so much money, time, and aggravation, rather than going through well, the same old thing. So, doctor, we got to wrap it up there. So, tell everybody how to get a okay. hold of you. Sure, uh, just contact us at uh, net. And remember, uh, we're still giving away uh, free uh, behavioral assessments uh, and motive assessments. Just contact us and say that you've listened to the radio program, and you can get your free assessment. All right, very good, doctor. Very good. Talk Thank you, you doctor. Week. Thanks, guys. If you have any questions, you. you can email them to 8029 at Comcast.net or give Mark a call at 267-266-5501. You can email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And we'll talk to you all next Sunday. Special thanks to all our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air for 11 years. And with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Kitsaris, your mortgage mom. Happy Valentine's Day. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All, all positive, positive, all the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.